Welcome to the South Mims U podcast and another visit to the South Mims University Zoo where a radical new plan is unfolding to make it a centre for, uh, well, research into some rather strange creatures which challenge our notions of how we define wildlife. I'm meeting Dr Leonora Middleditch, who heads the university's Wild at the Margins project, which looks into strange and exotic life forms which cross species boundaries in often unexpected ways. Dr Middleditch should be meeting me here at the entrance to the zoo. You can see there are already a couple of school parties arriving for an after-school visit. Child, you cannot feed bubblegum to the llamas. Who's in charge of this brat? Please keep your charges under control, or I cannot be responsible for the consequences. Dr Middleditch? Ah, yes. Sorry, our zoo relies on school visits for funds, but my God, the brats they send us. Sometimes I'm tempted to leave the lion enclosure unlocked to give our pride a succulent treat. But alas, health and safety, and there'd be such a stink. Anyway, did you have trouble parking? We've reduced the number of spaces as we're building a new reptile house. No, no, no. I, I came by bus. My car's in the garage at the moment. Starter motor. Ah, yes. Cars. Love them and hate them. So, this podcast of yours, we're hoping it will spark some interest around the world in our new project. Get some extra visitors in. Reduce our reliance on local brats and their parents. Well, I suspect your research into wildlife at the margins is your in. My in? I mean, the one thing that will spark interest in new audience niches. Oh, I see, yes. My nephew, Aloysius, he's studying marketing at the university. He has a slogan, wild and weird. What do you think? Sounds intriguing. But what exactly is weird about the wild animals you have here at the zoo, Doctor? Well, come and see. Follow me. Excuse me, little girl. If you put your nose much closer to that fence, the macaques will eat it for dinner. And good job, too. I warn them, they ignore me, but maybe the plastic surgery students can get some practice. So, we're going to a new-looking building, and yes, it has weird written on it in uh, weird writing. And now we are inside, so what do you have to show us, Doctor? Let's start here. Now, this here, the first specimen, is the star-nosed mole. Is it? Where is it? Yes, it's, it's a bit shy. Look, there's one. There, you see? Good Lord, how bizarre. Well, it's, uh, it's like what it says on the tin. It's a mole with a star on its nose. Did you glue that on? Oh, no, no, no. We don't do anything like that. That's real. I'm a zoologist, not a circus owner. Well, I would certainly pay good money to see that. What a strange creature. Why does it have a star on its nose? It's basically just a very sensitive nose with a lot of nerve endings, so it can find its prey more easily. That's a very good start, I think. I'd be happy just to see that. What else have you got? Well, over here we have a tenric. A what? A train wreck? A tenric. Tenric. There it is. And yes, there it is. How can I describe it? It's like a small, colourful porcupine with yellow bits. Good description. Where's it from? Madagascar. There's a lot of weird stuff there. It's rather cute. Certainly ticks the weird box. Anything else? Plenty. Now, over here is the frill-necked lizard from Australia. 
that's another good place for the weird. If you think about it, a kangaroo is pretty weird. It's just that we're used to them. Again, this is a what it says on the tin job. It's a lizard and it has a big frill round its neck. Like an Elizabethan ruff. I think I've seen one of those before. Yes, they're more well known than the first two. Still pretty weird though. The frill is for camouflage. Now, over here, how about this one? Ah, chameleon. Changes colour. Camouflage again. I recognise that. Panther chameleon. Madagascar again. What is it about Madagascar? This one changes colour like the rest, but they can produce very vivid colours. Almost like a neon sign. Want to see more? I'm certainly getting the idea. This should work really well. There are a lot of species, aren't there? Generally, I mean. Sorry? In the world. A lot of species. Oh, yes, there are. Sorry, that seemed a rather naive thing to say, but it's only when you see so much strange variety concentrated into a small space that you really get a handle on how much there must be in the world. And we only know a fraction of it. The more you think you learn, the less you realise you know. For example, I'm not really sure what to think about the Yeti. Or Bigfoot, as they call it in America, I think. The abominable snowman. Yes, but I would like to know what it did to make it abominable. I don't think anyone has ever been eaten by one, assuming they exist. Do they? I don't know. You'd think if they did, we'd have found one by now. There are all those footprints, but they could be fakes or a natural effect of temperature or something. But you see what I mean? I do think we have only scratched the surface of what could be out there, around us. The creature of Bodmin Moor. Well, that's just an escaped panther, isn't it? That could well exist. What is interesting is that it manages to coexist with us without getting caught. There's probably more than one of them, I should think. It's easy for us in our little houses to think we know everything. I was in Canada last year, way up north. You could have invented any creature from those woods and told me about it, and I would have easily believed you, even with all my so-called zoological learning. In the South American jungle, all the big stuff can hear you coming a mile away and run off before you see them. Only the insects stay. I've seen a spider's web as big as a house. Really, never saw the spider. Nature is capable of anything. OK. What about dragons? Well, they're clearly based on lizards, crocodiles and so on. But so many cultures have them that you do wonder, don't you? Maybe in the past, but I I'm sure if they actually existed, we would have found some remains. But there used to be bears here in the UK. That is a fact. All down to temperatures and the extent of woodlands and so on. And global warming. Well, don't forget, that's a recent phenomenon. The last ice age only ended around 12,000 years ago. So the temperature has been all over the place. And going back to the Yeti, that lives in snow. Meaning? Meaning that nature is all over the place as well. You can't assume anything. You have to keep an open mind. I have to do that if I'm to learn anything. So what do you think about my weird attractions? Impressive. Though, I think you need something else. Something that might grab the headlines. Well, we could. I mean... Oh, no. No, that would be problematic. Sorry, what would be problematic? Oh, you should probably go. Maybe our Wild at the Margins offering isn't worthy of a podcast. Is there something you're not telling me, Doctor? Oh, you can find your way back to the bus stop. Just go down that way. By the meerkats. Perhaps we should just breed more of them to get the kids in. Ah, oh, you can't fail with meerkats. But 
You don't want to be a kid zoo. Well, maybe that's our fate, but... Dr Middleditch, there is clearly something you want to tell me. No, no, it's best you go home. It's getting dark, and, and whatever you do, don't visit the wolf enclosure. Or talk to Barry. Barry? Our wolf keeper. What day is it? Monday. I mean, what's the date? Oh, it's a full moon tonight. Better hurry home. Thank you for coming. I appreciate it. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Uh, I just have to rush back. Bye. Oh, and, uh, well, Dr Middleditch has hurried away. Hmm. It's getting dark and the wind's coming up. Why didn't she want me to visit the wolf enclosure, I wonder? Wolves are quite trendy at the moment. Ah! Here's the wolf keeper's cottage. Hmm. For the sake of the podcast, I'll see if there's someone in. Good evening. Oh, hello. Uh, sorry to come here unannounced. Would you be the wolf keeper? The wolf keeper? Yes, yes, you could say that. I'm recording an episode of the South Mims U podcast. Oh yes, the podcast. I know it very well. Very interesting. I wondered if you might be willing to take part. Willing? Now? No, no, no. Some other time to suit you. I was just asking at this stage. No, I'm happy to participate. And we could do it now if you like. Come in, come in, come in. Oh, great, thanks. Uh, You enter willingly. That is good. I am entering the Wolf Keeper's cottage. Very nice. And, oh, I mean, wow. Yes? You're uh, very security conscious. I sometimes need to be locked in. What? Sorry? Make yourself at home, please, please. Oh, right. Oh, that's a surprise. What is? You don't have a wall between you and the wolf enclosure. They they could just come in. Well, they could, but they don't. They're just like dogs. They know what they should do and should not do. And I like to keep a close eye on them. Please sit, sit. Tea? Oh, thanks. Milk? Uh, No sugar. (laughs) The complexities of tea. I don't drink it myself. I, I keep it for visitors. Not that I have many. I mean, there is Dr Middleditch, of course. She is a good friend of mine. Your boss, I suppose. You work for her? Well, she's more my landlord. She lets me stay here. Really? You live here all the time. Must be a bit strange living in a zoo. Not for me. For me, it's strange living in the outside world. The wolves are my friends. Your friends? (laughs) <laughs> you a Mowgli type, brought up by wolves. Not quite. I know you are joking, but there is some truth in what you say. You see, I think, if if this is an interview, I, I may as well be honest with you. Always the best way. I think the best way here is to have the interview and for you to decide if it is suitable for your needs. It could just be a simple chat with a zookeeper, but I could tell you much, much more. Maybe too much. We will have to decide. You may think it is pure fantasy, and it would be therefore unsuitable. Hmm. 
Okay, let's give it a try. I like to think I have an open mind. And that's what we need here, an open mind. And I feel tonight quite open. But sometimes I don't. I don't at all. You've got me on a good evening. Well, that's lucky for once. Go ahead, then. I am not just a zookeeper. I am a lycanthrope. A what? A lycanthrope. I feel a strange affinity to wolves. You can Google it. Okay, there we go. Lycanthrope. Oh my goodness, you're a werewolf. <laughs> As usual, words prove themselves unfit for their purpose. As you can see, I am not a werewolf, even though the moon is full. Is it? Ah, yes, it is full tonight. But I am aware of that when you are not. That is something lycanthropes are more aware of. There are some people who feel closer, is the best way to describe it, to the animal world than normal. All those legends, werewolves, cat people, and so on, are based on certain truths and then distorted to amuse people in films, stories, and so on. So no, I am not an actual werewolf, but I have a mindset that sometimes make me think like a wolf. And I am happy in their company, the company of wolves. And they are happy in mine. They will not attack me, for example. Would they attack me? Oh, certainly, if they were hungry enough, and if you were not with me. But they are not hungry. They are very well fed. I see to that. And you are with me, so you are safe. You see that one over there, the big one? He is my special friend. Oh, the wolves have appeared. What's his name? We do not have names. Only humans have names. This is the real thing, you know. We are not playing. No names. So, um, this lycanthropy... Yes? You say it's a condition, a mental condition. That is the best way to describe it, yes. But you, we humans, we keep trying to codify, to pigeonhole, to quantify. And some things are beyond that. Some things just don't fit in. Dr Middleditch was saying that to me earlier. Yes, Leonora, Dr Middleditch. She is a good woman. She and I get on very well. Does she uh, study you? Study me? <laughs> I don't think so. We play chess quite a lot. Who wins? I do. I have the hunter instinct, you see. I am wired for all that. Is your wiring very different from uh, non-lycanthrope? I don't know. I only know me. But from what I have learned, my wiring is mostly normal, whatever that is. But in some areas, it is very, very different. I can't believe we're having this conversation. I was not ready for this. And part of you is thinking, here I am, talking to a zookeeper nutcase who is clearly delusional. I can't use any of this nonsense and I want to leave. That is absolutely not what I'm thinking. How many of you are there? 
Lycanthropes. Lycanthropes? I have no idea. I keep myself to myself, but I think there are quite a few. So, uh, what do you do all day? I look after the wolves. I get paid a bit for, for that, and they let me live here. So I just do the shopping and watch TV, like everyone else. You don't venture out on South Mims Moor when the moon is full, hunting for prey? No, 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 I don't, I don't. Well, I'm not sure. You're not sure? If I were to do that, I would have no recollection of it afterwards, according to certain sources of the werewolf legend. But as I would not be able to remember it, I can't tell you if it is true or not. Certainly the moon does have an effect. A sort of strange dizziness. Maybe that would bring it on, if it happened. But that is not happening now. Probably talking to you keeps it away, as my brain is elsewhere. Talking to you. But these are just all theories. The full moon is still pretty faint anyway. Yes, for now. I'm glad you are here. It's making me think. Good to know. What are you thinking? What we were saying earlier. The raised by wolves. The raised by wolves thing. Romulus and Remus. If I were to make up a story about someone being raised by an animal, why would I go for a wolf? You've just been in the zoo there. Wouldn't a monkey be a more obvious choice? A monkey would have more in common with a human. True. But I suppose the founders of Rome needed to have been raised by a tough animal. Why not a lion, then? That would make more sense. A wolf doesn't look that tough. Same with Mowgli. What was Kipling even thinking of? I suppose humans are a pack animal, like wolves. Well, so are lions. So are meerkats. I suppose Imperial Rome, founded by meerkats, doesn't really work. Of course, the other side of it is that the Rome legend was not made up, but was actually true, and that Mowgli was based on a true story Kipling heard of in India. Did he? No idea, but suppose he did. So, what do you think about the werewolf thing? What, actually changing into a wolf, physically? Huh, I don't think so. But you said you had no recollection. You know, when you get dizzy and so on. I think there would be some clues, some evidence. You know, torn shirts, bloodstains and so on. Now, suppose you cleared all that up while you were still dizzy, as we call it. Mm, possibly. But wouldn't there be reports of missing persons and so on? It is all a bit far-fetched, don't you think? <laughs> I suppose I'm letting my imagination run away with me. Can I ask a more personal question? Mm, try me. What about uh, relationships and so on? Do you mind living alone? Not at all. I don't think many women would find my lifestyle attractive. I'm a bit of a lone <laughs> wolf, I suppose, if you pardon the pun. Anyway, I have the wolves. They are my family. Do they look after you, in a manner of speaking? I suppose they do. Yes, yes, they do. No manner of speaking necessary. This has been fascinating. 
I've stayed later than I expected. I, I'd better be going. Can you show me the way? I've forgotten it. To the car park? No, the road. I'm going to get the bus. <laughs> There's no buses at this time. They've stopped. The service is terrible. Well, I'd better walk then. It's not that far. I can take a shortcut across the moor. Are you sure? Will you be able to see the way? I've got Google Maps on my phone. Look, the moon is bright now. Plenty of light. It was so nice to meet you. That was a fascinating interview. My pleasure. Au revoir. So, this is the South Mims Moor. I'll keep recording for some atmosphere. It'll be good for the zoo recording. It's bigger than I remember it from the bus. Wow, look at the moon. It's certainly full. That seems bigger too. Okay. Which is the right way? Google Maps can't find me yet. Oh. That's funny. Doesn't seem to be working. <laughs>